Oh, you know, we're back. Sick podcast, recruits, draft cast. That's right. We came through with our promise. Second show of the week, nonstop, nonstop. So last, last show, right, was basically a compensation for last week. Plus, we had a fantastic guest. If you haven't seen it somehow, please go check it out. Do yourself a favor. We had Nick Four, head coach of the U.S. National Development Team program. Now, this week, we're touching on this week, stuff that is happening right now, right? So we're going to be touching on Grant's new top 10 rankings, right? A lot of things changed. A lot of interesting things to talk about there. We're also going to be looking at a big hit that Adam Yerchek, top prospect of this 2024 draft, took recently. Um, as always, right, Habs prospect of the week, our riser of the week, and prospect of the week. So let's get going. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Recruits Draft Cast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. As always, I am your host, producer Shane, joined by the still a bit sick Grant McCag. Grant, you feeling you feeling any better? Or, you know what? Still powering through, right? Like a trooper. Yeah, I blew my nose in between these two podcasts, so we're ready to roll. There you go. You do feel better. I love it. I love it. So um, recently on recruits.ca, you uploaded your new top 10 rankings. Let's bring it up if we can. And let's dissect this bad boy because it's going to be interesting. Uh, first and foremost, right? Macklin Celebrini, number one. We touched on this a few weeks ago. He's now surpassed Anton Siliev in your books, who is still number two. But we got to start with number three here because Caden Lindstrom has cracked your top three. Talk to me about that. My man. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I love Lindstrom. He's just, uh, every time I watch him, he scores and he, uh, it impresses. He's great skater. He's got a lot of jam to his game too. Mm -hmm. As, uh, you know, when we were speaking with his head coach there a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, and, and, and mentioned that, that, that he's, uh, he's got a mean streak in him. I mean, when you can skate like he can, you got a mean streak, um, you play a two-way game, and you're one of the top goal scorers in your draft year at the WHL level. I mean, what's missing, right? It's uh, he, uh, He's got 30 to 40 goal, 6-4 fast center NHL potential. That's, uh, that's a top five pick. Um, mm -hmm you know, no brainer, uh, unless some other guys just blow you away. And I, I mean, there are some other kids that, as you can see by the rankings have moved up, but, um, I, I've, uh, I mean, I had him top 10 after the Alenka and as, uh, Willie, uh, you know, Desjardins was saying at the time that maybe NHL scouts didn't think that he should be that high, uh, um, I don't know. I just, I've loved him ever since the Halenka. And um, I mean, he's only shown that that offensive upside that we saw glimpses of in the summer is coming to fruition. Um, you love to see them on an upward development curve. And that's what we're seeing with Lindstrom. I just love the kid. And um, I don't think an NHL team will go wrong drafting him in the uh, 2024 draft. That's right. That's right. Um, so looking at number four here, we, you know, he's been on every top 10 board from everybody, but we haven't really talked about him that much. Uh, Lev Shunov, who plays in the USHL, uh, he doesn't play in Europe, by the way. So uh, talk to me about him. You know, what, what can NHL teams expect out of this uh, right-handed defenseman? Yeah, I actually, uh, that this list that I sent doesn't have it updated, uh, but he's playing Michigan State in uh um ncaa um so um anyways but that's fine we um uh love him uh he's he stepped right into college this uh this summer this or sorry this fall and uh just been uh just been amazing um um he's he's averaging close to a point a game 
And I think I had some issues when I went back and, you know, in the summer when I did my first rankings, um, looking at him playing for Green Bay in the USHL last year, he, um, there was a lot of casualness in his defending. And Mm. I mean, uh, the stats bore it out with him. I think he was, you know, his plus minus was very, was very poor concern how many points he had. And, and I mean, it, it reflected on his, on the ice, but he's getting some great coaching obviously at the college level and he's upped his, uh, his defensive game, his um, compete level, uh, everything, everything looks better defensively with him now. And that was the big concern. Um, certainly last year we saw it, uh, that he had great offensive potential and for him to step into the, into college and produce like he is already, um, is equally imp- as impressive. So the sky's the limit with this kid. He's big, he's mobile, he's smart, has a great shot, has good passing ability. He looks like he's got NHL power play potential. So, um, he's 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 climbed as well like all three of these guys in the three four five all climbed in the rankings from That's right. from last month and they're uh they're all looking great yeah and and speaking of number five right no spoilers but we're going to talk about him later again consta Hellenius, who jumped up your rankings here uh number five is no joke like he is above demidov eiserman you know that's it's pretty high praise yeah, and I mean, take nothing away from those guys. I mean, Demidov, mm-hmm. the poor guy, out of you know, yeah, out of sight, out of mind, uh, more more so than anything with him because he's been injured the last two months. Just these kids coming on like gangbusters, you know. I mean, Demidov comes back in and he plays like I, I saw in the uh, exhibition season. He, he'll he'll end up going back up in the rankings above these guys, but. Right. For now, these kids uh, are just uh, playing lights out. Hellenius, uh, two weeks ago, played in a U-20 event, uh, Four Nations Cup, and the NHL scouts w- that were there came away really impressed by him. Um, he's an, just like Lev, Lev Shunov, uh, early tape I was looking at of him, um, but in his case, in the, in the uh, exhibition season, playing in, in Liga, he uh, wasn't playing that well, that hard away from the puck. And he looked like uh, looked like that had to come a long way. And uh, <laughs> they came away from that event. The one, one scout said to me, you know, he plays like he's 250 pounds. So hmm. that, uh, that really, um, it was the opposite of what I saw in, in, in the preseason. So I, I went and had a, had a good look at him. And in the three uh, subsequent games that he's played in Liga, he's had six points and was just fantastic. So he's, uh, I mean, in your draft eligible year to play in Liga and in any three-point game stretch to have six points and to, and to play like he he is. He's a top-two center at Liga, you know, in his draft year. So, um yeah, I, I changed my uh, tune on him um, rather quickly when I had another good look at him. And, I mean, that's going to happen throughout the year. The, oh, yeah. more you, the more you see kids, you know, you, you adjust your list accordingly. You can't, be too, you can't be too hard-headed. You know, you have to be flexible on it. And maybe what you yeah, see early uh, on isn't necessarily what you're going to see later. So, uh I changed my mind on him. He looks fantastic and uh, fully deserving to be in the top five uh, at this point. Right, right. And and you mentioned something, right? It's important not to fall in love with the prospects. You know, you, you may see a certain stretch of games where you're like, wow, this kid is legit. But maybe that was just a fluke. And then after that, your perspective is is skewed for the rest of the season and you overvalue that player, right? So it's important to stay objective, stay level-headed. So um, happy to see Hellenius, you know, getting the praise he deserves because he's been playing lights out. And again, we'll touch on him later. Don't forget that. Um, number seven, Cole Eisenman, right? We just talked to his coach, Nick, <laughs> Nick Four. 
this is going to raise some eyebrows because he's, he's highly touted, right? A lot of people have him top three, whatever. Why is he seventh in your rankings? Yeah. And I mean, after talking, you know, listening to his coach there, he's like, geez, you know, I better put him, I better bring him back <laughs> up again, you know? And I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's fluid. It's, I mean, what we're in November. So lots of time for him to change my mind and, and move back up into the top three where he was to start the year and where a lot of, uh, a lot of um, scouting agencies have him. you know? Um, I mean, he's a natural goal scorer and mm-hmm. for that reason alone, he's going to be a top 10 pick uh, in the draft. Um, maybe a 40, 50 goal scorer at the NHL level. So that tells you how much I like these other kids. If, uh, Exactly. You know, if he's got that potential and I still, you know, I have these other guys ahead of him. Now, you could easily flip him and Demidov, but I didn't want to kill Demidov uh, too much um, just because he's not playing, you know. He's not – it's not like his uh, his play has got gotten worse because he's not playing. So, I mean, he's just not in there uh, playing right now. So – you, you got to be careful with that. But um, Eisenman, I, I uh, absolutely love his uh, um, will to score goals. That's what he wants to do. He's a goal scorer. He's got a great shot. Um, goes to the goes to the scoring areas, demands the puck. Um, with that, sometimes you get to see maybe a bit of... Uh, selfishness in, mm. in a player's game like we saw it with with uh phil kessel at times um brett hull you know where maybe the rest of their game suffers a bit because that's you know they just want to score goals they they don't want to necessarily always back check or pass the puck or or you know be unselfish with their play um seen that some with eisenman where there's a little bit of concern that has come in about uh, the rest of his game. Um, You know, uh, the slap and the stick, uh, looking for the pass and then not getting it and looking up to the sky and stuff like that. The body language, I know, you know, I mean, it's, it's only so pertinent and important, but you see it and uh, it bothers me. And as such, and I think it reflects on his game where he's a bit of a one-way player at this point. Now, that one way is fantastic. He's a goal scorer. He's going to score goals. So, you know, he, he still stays in my top seven for now. But um, 5'11", winger, um, one-way guy to a certain degree at this point. Um, you know, one-trick pony, you could say. Uh, it's for those reasons that I've dropped him a bit. Now, we keep seeing tournaments. He goes to the U18s and he puts up, you know, if he ends up the year breaking Cole Caulfield's goal record as he was on pace for earlier in the year and stuff, he was, okay, you can overlook the the warts and and move him back up the the, the ranking, right? But, I mean, uh, Hellenius is is a center, uh, you know, a lot better playmaker, a lot better two-way player at this point, uh, better skater, um, just all around better, you know, uh, prospect. Um, Lev Shunov's a 6'2 defenseman that looks like he could be a top pairing guy. Lindstrom's a 6'4 center. You know, there's certain elements overall where value-wise you, uh, you like these guys a little better you think that maybe they, they bring more to the table, but uh, there's not a lot separating uh, two and seven, you could say, you know, safe to say. Mm-hmm. And Eisenman the, could go anywhere from two to seven, probably, or, or will, uh, like, will bounce back and forth between two and seven in my rankings all year. Right. Um, it's funny, like, Oliver Wallstrom, he was top five just about, you know, majority of his draft year. And and I get a lot of 
a lot of people, a lot of scouts are, are comparing the two as being similar. Now, Eisenman, I think, is a better goal scorer. But Wallstrom by draft day was out of the top 10 because you just, the other parts of his game just didn't seem to, to come like you'd expected or hoped. And mm. uh, I mean, look at him today. He's not tearing it up yet at the NHL level. I mean, there's still time for him too, but uh, um, those other parts of his games didn't develop as much as, as you'd like probably. And he's suffering now at the NHL level a little bit. Now, I think Eisenman's a, a even better goal scorer, so he's probably going to be able to overcome any other deficiencies that he has. So he's likely to stay, you know, somewhere in the top eight uh, all year. But right now, a little disappointed in uh, in other parts of his game and very, very uh, impressed with some some other kids that moved up in the rankings. So I've got him at seven for now and uh, we'll see, we'll see where he ends up by year's end. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's still only November 29th right now. So uh, it's, it's going to fluctuate, but uh, you know, I think it's more of a testament to the players above him than, you know, his, his game, right. The, this draft, like you've, you've said dozens of times already is so deep and, and, you know, I guess that's just the uh, like the last year, last year's draft, right? It was top three heavy. You know, you got Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson. We knew those three were going top three, and then there's a bit of a drop off after that, right? This year, you're saying two to seven doesn't have a a big a big gap between. So that's that's really exciting stuff. Um, number eight, Zane Parek. Uh, again, another offensively minded defenseman playing for Saginaw. So. Uh, wh- why is he above certain other defensemen who others might be saying, Hey, where is this guy? Yeah. Like Sam Dickinson. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I did have to, later. I, he's like next on the list there. Uh, okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, he, um, uh, well, just as time's gone on, uh, Parekh is uh, his first, uh, 12 games of the year, he was on the ice for 24 goals against, mm-hmm. which uh, which isn't great, uh, but lend into the the concerns that people had with his defensive game, where, um, you know, away from the puck, he, he had a lot of work to do. And um, so you start to think, oh, geez, is he going to be the next Ryan Merkley, you know? Uh, uh, lights out offensively, but doesn't learn how to defend. Um, there's a difference with, with Parekh and, 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 uh, Merkley in that Parekh cares. He's, uh, he wants to get better. He competes hard. He skates hard away from the puck. Um, and he, he's improved his defensive game. His last 10 games, he's been on the ice for nine goals against. So less than a goal a game on the ice uh, as opposed to two goals a game, which is, you know, better than double uh, improvement. So um, we're seeing him competing harder. I think he's he's starting to learn some, you know, that, that he's got to work a little harder and care a little more about the defensive end of the game. He's got the skating ability to be a, a decent defender. Uh, it's funny, in their draft years, like Kale McCarr, there was concerns about his defensive game. Well, you don't have those concerns. <laughs> yeah. um, Quinn Hughes, uh, concerns about his defensive game. And even his first couple of years in the NHL, there still was. But now, uh, again, you, you know, the, the offensive part of his game is just so good that you forgive, uh, you know, um, the, the supposed defensive issues that he has. But, I mean, Hughes has improved leaps and bounds defensively since his, you know, rookie NHL exactly. season. Um, Preck has the right attitude. He's a really good skater, decent size, you know, like he's six foot. He's not undersized really um, strong enough kid. I think his, his defensive game will just keep improving. And uh, that's being the case. He's got, NHL quarterback, uh, power play quarterback written all over him. He's on pace for 83 points this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the last draft eligible defenseman to uh, to get more than eighty points in a year was in the OHL was Ryan Ellis. So oh, like we're going, you have to go back fifteen years. Um, that's quite a player right there. Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, I mean, he's just dynamic offensively. Mm-hmm. He's so good with the puck. Um, I think we underrated Lane Hudson, Quinn Hughes, um, Adam Fox, all in their draft yeah. years because, well, would they be able to to defend well enough to to make up? You know, they all look like offensive defensemen, but would they be able to defend well? I mean, Fox and, and Hughes are two of the top defensemen in the league now. Um, yep. Hughes is going to be a friggin' uh, Norris finalist this year, and Fox won it a couple of years ago. So, <laughs> you know, uh, Fox was picked in the third round. Safe to say he should have been picked higher, right? And uh, as, as we discussed last uh, episode, safe to say, that Lane Hudson should have been picked higher. I mean, we haven't seen it at the NHL level yet, but uh, I mean, playing 25, 30 minutes a game in college in all situations, uh, you know, tells you that he's going to be able to play five on five at the NHL level and, uh, uh, and be a good defenseman and put up big points. So I think uh, maybe, we uh, get a little too conservative when it comes to these offensive defensemen at times. And I did have Parekh in the mid teens. Um, Rocco Zappia, who, uh, who scouts with me has been pushing them saying, I don't care. You know, look at how I haven't seen a, an OHL defenseman since I started scouting with his offensive skills and, and it's right. And he's right. So uh, I think I had another look at him. I did a deeper dive into his stats and how he's improved. I have an article that I'm publishing either later tonight or tomorrow, in-depth article with two good videos on Perec that explain wow. that go into in-depth as to why I have him uh, top 10 now. And um, I think it's just we've made the mistakes in the past, and you have to look at, at, at prior drafts and tendencies and what, you know, how players have been drafted and how they develop later and learn from your mistakes. And I think there have been mistakes made in the past with offensive defensemen um, that hopefully NHL scouts don't make the same mistake and, and they're too conservative with Parekh. And and, uh, and I'm looking at it and thinking, geez, you know, this, this kid could be uh, run a power play and be a 60, 70, 80 point NHL defenseman. Well, how do you not rank that in the top 10? You That's know, it. the upside's there. So I, you know, again, another example of being flexible. Uh, and um, I moved him up into the top 10. And if uh, if we we continue to, to see improvements in his defensive game as the year goes on, He's another guy that could be, uh, you know, he might be top three by by draft wow. date. I mean, they, the upside's there. Mm-hmm. If he's, you know, if he scores eighty to hundred points in the OHL this year and is and and improves defensively, I don't see why he can't be uh, a consideration for the top three. So uh, another kid that is, uh, you know, is in the mix for the for the top three. Uh, I think all eight guys that I have listed have that potential to uh, to end up anywhere, you know, from three to eight. So it, it's fun. It's it's this this uh, draft is starting to uh, shape up to be a a very intriguing one. Definitely, definitely. Now Trevor Connolly at number nine, I really like. All right, he was a revelation to me at Linka Gretzky. He was by far the best player on Team USA. I thought I thought the upside was was there, but for some reason, a lot of other scouting reports said that you know they had him mid 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 first round, low first round. I'm like, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably have him higher. And here you are, 
confirming my beliefs, having it at number nine. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy to see that. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember that. And that's why I moved them up into the top 10 because you liked them at the, thank you. At the, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, no, I mean, he was great there and he's, uh, probably the best player in the USHL and it's his mm -hmm. draft year, you know, yeah. um, he, he, he competes like there's not a lot to dislike about his game. He, um, maybe overhandles the puck a little bit too much at times. That might be the only knock on him as far as his game on the ice, you know, uh, there might be some, um, scouting services that are, that are knocking him down a bit because of that, you know, the off ice issues that we've, we've went into details on before, but, a long time. uh, yeah. I mean, U.S. hockey keeps inviting them to events. He's going to be at the World Junior Challenge. He was at the Helenka. So they're comfortable, you know, mm -hmm. they're comfortable with, with a, uh, getting over that, that issue that he had with the, um, when he was 16 years old. Um, now, he, um, on ice, he, he looks like a top 10 prospect. And I think, uh, I mean, New Hampshire has no issue uh, with them either. They're going to have them next year on the, you know, on the college team. USA Hockey doesn't have an issue with his character. So uh, I think at the end of the day, NHL teams will do their due diligence and will uh, uh, will be comfortable enough with him to because it, he, he's top 15 talent for sure in this draft. And um, I suspect that he'll go fairly high in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. And rounding up, rounding out the top 10, another name I'm a big fan of Tej again, making his dad proud, ripping up the WHL. This kid is no joke. I'm very happy to see him in the top 10. Yeah. He's our, He's the draft teaser teaser this week. Yeah, he made he ended up making the top ten, um, and you pronounced it well, very well there. I uh, teaser, yeah, teaser. He, uh, yeah, I mean, you saw, you looked at draft lists in the uh, off season, and uh, you didn't see him in first rounds. And I went and had a look, and uh, geez. You know, I, and I, I mean, it was his stats weren't great last year, but he was on Seattle and they were a stacked, you know, Memorial Cup team. Uh, so he didn't get opportunity and he didn't get many points. So going into the year, uh, people didn't rank him, you know, top 50, even uh, a lot of lists. But so I started out conservative with with my ranking on him. Let's see what he can do. But what I did see from last year when he did play impressed me. So I had him, you know, I had him top 50. Then I had him top 40. Then I had him top 30. And, you know, every week uh, he's climbing up like 10 spots. And yeah. just, uh, I mean, you just keep seeing it. He, um, even with Crystal out of the lineup, McGinley was driving the offense uh, for Kelowna mm -hmm. constantly. He's, uh, he's really impressing NHL scouts. I had a couple of, that, uh, you know, said, wow, he's, uh, he's really impressing me. And he, um, uh, great skater, um, great shot, absolute bomb of a shot. Um, works hard, competitive, smart, um, and scores goals. So there's no, there's no real holes in his game and you gotta love the pedigree too. You know, yeah, the old man, <laughs> Hall of Famer, right? And just, uh, I mean, Jerome McGinley is one of the nicest guys you ever come across. Like, I just love Jerome McGinley. I think he's just uh, his character's through the roof. Yeah, and uh, you know, the apple doesn't fall typically doesn't fall far from the tree, right? So, character kid too, uh, great upbringing, just checks off all the boxes. He's a safe, safe, safe pick mm -hmm. and also has tons of upside. Like he could be a 30-goal scorer at the NHL level. Now I've got him uh, uh, listed as a center there, but he's 
probably going to be a winger, and he's been playing predominantly on the wing. So um, I'm going to uh, – another one of the amendments I'm going to make to the uh, rankings here along with Lev Shunov being with Michigan State. <laughs> and we'll get that we'll get that sorted out and uh updated on the on the website but uh yeah i uh i think he's he's just a fabulous prospect and i mean you know the next guys uh, 11 12 like i say dickinson uh fallen off a little bit him and juracek both yeah uh, a little bit but both Still could go top ten. Both are really good prospects, and uh, they're right in that mix too. There's there's a dozen guys, you know, that are going to be shuffled all all year long. I'm I'm sure. You know, sure. you're going to see Yurichek, or you're going to see Dickinson probably back in the top ten at some point this season, and uh, probably maybe go back out again. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot to dislike about his game either. So uh, really liking the top of the, of the draft class this year. I think mm-hmm. uh, uh, as per usual, anybody that ends up with a lottery pick could, could get themselves a heck of a prospect. Definitely. And, and there's another name too that I was surprised not to see was Berkeley Catton. We've been praising him on the show quite a bit. Uh, I, I, I love his game. We even had his coach on. So yeah. I, I, I figure he's he's still fairly high in the first round, right? But not being in the top ten yeah. surprised me a bit. Why did why is he and, and Mikey Shinpad too, you know? He was yeah, in that's a, right. Nigar. Nigar. He was in there too. Uh yeah. and I, I, it's no slight to the you know, just some huh. other guys of uh um uh, you know, uh guys that are a little bigger, maybe a little more uh um, NHL upside. Um, Catton has been fine, and uh, he's right there too. Actually, he's 12, and Yurichak uh, is 13, I believe, at this point. And Nigard is thir- 13 or 14. So, mm. you know, really, there's 14 guys, if you want to get down to it, that c- c- could be shuffled. You know, you can argue one way or the other. I just like these other guys a little more at this point. Um, Catton's. Uh, there has uh, some concern has crept in a little bit about his play uh, um, willingness to go to the inside and battle. Uh, if you're a five eleven center, you you you're going to be a top ten pick. You gotta you have to show that you're uh, because you're you're undersized, and at the NHL level, you're going to have to be competitive. Um, yeah. He's got to. Uh, He's got to battle a little harder, um, work a little harder away from the puck. The defensive game needs to come along. Uh, so there's some slight concerns. And, and I mean, that's all it takes sometimes for a guy not to be deemed to be a top 10 pick because there's so many other good prospects, right? Um, like Riley Height. Hmm. There's some similarities to Height. And I mean, you know, Height didn't go... He he was top ten, top fifteen. Braden Yeager, another guy, very similar, similar size center, was great at the uh, Halenka the summer before. Slowly, just sort of moved down the rankings a bit as, as the year went on because of his size, because of his compete. There being minor concerns about it, and it's similar with Catton. I mean, um, unfortunately, he's not six foot two, you know. Mm. And if you're not six foot two, uh, you got to be damn good to uh, to be in the top ten. And at this moment, we want to see a little more compete from him. Again, another candidate to move right back up into the top seven as he was uh, earlier in the year. So, yeah, uh, I still love the kid a lot. Got some, you know, reports back from NHL scouts that saw him live that are a little concerned about how hard he competes in in uh, tight spaces. You know, will he go to the inside? Will he go? Will he pay the price defensively? And uh, he's got five months to uh, to improve that. And 
we loved them so much in the summer, right? So unfortunately, when some kids move up in the rankings, it means some kids move down a bit. So, That's uh, it. but but still a hell of a prospect. So another prospect that we've already mentioned, Adam Yerchek was the victim of a pretty serious hit recently in 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 the league that he plays in right there um again that's that's an interference call that's completely illegal but the dangers of a 17 year old playing in a pro men's league like he is is exactly that right this depending on the severity of his injuries we haven't gotten any details yet but it could put a pretty big hindrance on his draft stock right he could fall lower than he should just based off of the fact that he's going to miss a lot of games. Uh, so Grant, w- w- what are your thoughts on, on, on this situation? Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, a perfect storm there. He got a suicide pass. He, um, I don't know if we can bring it up again there, but uh, it, um, it was a suicide pass. He, um, uh, he looked the other way, like, yeah. and then the, the guy hit him before he really touched the puck. You know, and I mean, this other guy, somebody, I posted a a link of it there today and somebody posted another hit by this defenseman where he just like Scott Stevens, you know, like he did on Lindros that time. So this guy's got a reputation for for big hits. So it was a perfect storm for this uh, 17-year-old kid, you know. It makes you wonder, it's an example like that, like he could be out for... Frank, I mean, he he might have a concussion that he never recovers from. Like he went down hard. Um, they didn't even have a. They didn't even bring out a stretcher. Now I don't. You know, this is a Czech men's league, and they put a. They took his helmet off and put a little towel under his head, and just I don't know. It was <laughs> not real impressed with uh, how they handled it uh, after that too, but. Um, I mean, his brother played in his draft year, you know, David Juracek, and but he was six three and a lot bigger and faster, and, and was able to handle it physically. But you know, I don't know. This kid doesn't have a point in the men's league. He's not great defensively. Yeah, he's good enough, I guess, to play. But does he really have to be playing in the men's league this year? It just it bothers me to see a kid that young get hurt that badly in large part because he's just too young to be playing against men. Um, I really hope he's okay, but uh, I mean, he went down hard and uh, it's really unfortunate to see. And it just, it, uh, it makes you wonder whether, you know, they, they should be playing these kids at such a young age in some European leagues. It's just, uh, I, I really question that, you know. Um, he does, I don't know that he has a point. He might have one point all year. Like, is he really helping your team immeasurably where you have to be playing them? Can you not have a man playing uh, instead? Um, it. And I mean, it's not like he's going to be playing for that team for another five, ten years. He's going to be, it's going to be in the NHL, you know. That's it. So it's not like you have to have him there for your own team's uh, future because he's well, he might even be gone next year. I just uh, it, it bothers me, and 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 it is exa- an example of what you worry about with uh, with a seventeen year old playing. He doesn't turn 18 till next June. You know, he's not very thick. Um, why was he playing there? It, it bothers me. And uh, I hope that when he does recover, that he gets sent back to junior, you know, plays where he should be playing. Yeah, he's a great junior. Well, fine. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with That's it. being a great junior, you know. Um, I think he was probably going to play in the World Juniors. That's obviously in doubt now. You know, it's mm. it's it's creeping up awfully quick. They're going to have camps in two or three weeks, and uh, I don't know if uh, he'll be playing now, and that disappoints a lot of scouts. So just a very unfortunate incident all around. Definitely. You know, that's it. You never want to see that, especially 17 years old, right? Highly touted prospect 
in his draft year, it's just terrible. And and we really hope that, you know, he makes a quick recovery and, and, you know, plays in junior. Cause that's, that's where he should be. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, so moving on to our Habs prospect over the week, this week belongs to Owen Beck of the Peterborough Peets. Let's have a look. Yeah. Becker had quite a week, uh, four games. He had five goals, three assists. Um, it's funny how, you, you know, we uh, Twitter two or three weeks ago. So, oh, is this guy, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on with Beck? He can't, can't produce. So he's, is he a bust too, you know? And sure. then he has a week like he just yeah. did. And it, no, no, he's, he's fine. He's going to be just fine. Um, he's got a great shot, great release. And, and mm-hmm. when you uh, combine that with his, with his skating ability, um, it's uh, it's a good bet that he's going to be able to, to score some goals at the NHL level. In addition to all the other great aspects to his game, you, we we know all about his two way game, his face offs, his competitiveness. He's a strong kid, but as you can see in these all of these highlights, uh, the kid can snipe too. He's oh, going to yeah. be able to score goals at the NHL level. I think may not be a you know a great assist man, perhaps. Uh, at that level, but yeah, when you're hoping that he's a third line center at the NHL level, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's got 20 goal potential. Well, you're an all around centerman that can score 20 goals, uh, win faceoffs, third line center. That's a. It's been a long time since the Habs have had that. So yeah. um, the the future's bright for him as as a uh, you know a middle line center potential at the NHL level. And anytime you can get that with a second round pick, you uh, you're happy. So uh, Canadians fans should be happy with, with Owen Beck. And it looks like he, his little scoring slump is, is over. And I, I would suspect that you're going to see him produce at a decent level the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And it also helps him, you know, if he'd have uh, going into the World Junior Tournament, if he had been producing like like lack of production that he was, there's so many good juniors. There, there, there might have been a question whether he was even invited. Well, I think uh, a, a week like that kind of erases any doubts that might have been creeping in. And because he came, he was the last cut last year, and then got invited over. And when he did play contributed and was great uh you, you're gonna see him you're gonna see him at the world juniors and uh no doubt he'll be uh he'll be a key part of the team i think yeah no i'm very excited to see that and we're gonna touch on the world juniors when it's time because it's very soon we're gonna be <laughs> uh we're gonna be dissecting all of that right here on the recruits draft cast so we told you we'd mention him again right riser of the week this week belongs to consta Heleniuson. I mean, we got visual representation. He cracked the top 10 now. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, last three games uh, after that very impressive U20 tournament, you know, he goes up uh, back to his Liga team. And it's such a low scoring league to, uh, to uh, produce like he is. And look at that shot. Now, this, they pulled the goalie. Right down a goal. Check this out. Boom. Jeez. Ties the game late. You know, that's a draft eligible kid in Liga. Big time. Like, it's just uh, that impressed the heck out of me. Well, you know, where he's a difference maker uh, at that level. Look at that pass, that behind Mm. the back pass there. Just sweet. And then he gets the empty netter here. Uh, he's got great skill and, um, uh, he's producing it at, at the legal level. He, uh, as I, as I touched on earlier, there were concerns with his play away from the puck and that uh, he's improved by leaps and bounds, uh, getting good coaching there, obviously in Liga, um, played in the U20 event two weeks ago and was one of the better players. Uh, that's with all, you know, many of the best 18, 19 year old 
juniors, uh, Sweden and, and Finland and such. And he was one of the, one of the top players that that's in his draft year. That's very impressive too. Mm -hmm. He, uh, looked for him to be at the world junior and to, uh, probably pay, play a key role on Finland because they're not that deep at center. Um, a lot of guys graduated like Oliver Kapanen, Montreal Habs prospect there that, uh, was their top center last year, but they've, you know, I think all of their centers, uh, graduated that they had last year so they'll they'll need uh centerman and i think he he wins a spot and probably might even play a top two center role at the world junior for finland if that's the case in his draft year and he impresses uh he'll be climbing into the top five on a lot of draft lists so um dynamic smart skilled player that uh Looks like a top 10 guy for sure now. Mm -hmm. That's right. Consta Hellenius, riser of the week now. Prospect of the week belongs to Liam Greentree. Let's have a look. Well, he went into Ottawa there last week, and we had <laughs> Rocco at the game. You know, we're watching this game, and uh, he uh, four points in the third period to – put Windsor on his back, but all of wow. these plays were just amazing. That, that pass right there. Check this out. The goal he scored was a sniper's goal. Yeah. That pass, that backhand pass was perfect. Now this, this was <laughs> even more impressive. Like he's a big kid. So look at how he shields the puck. And then the pass he makes uh, here. Ding. <laughs> That was amazing. Oh and you were just a jaw dropped. Ding. Yeah. Like that. So he's got vision. He's got smarts. And this is the empty netter to seal it. Hello. Look at the effort. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, I mean, uh, he showed compete. He showed hands. He showed uh, great vision. He showed um, uh, a great shot. There's another goal that he scored earlier uh, in the week. Um, so he had, uh, I believe it was seven or eight points in four games, four goals, mm. four assists. Uh, but that Ottawa game was just the, uh, that sealed it for me. It was like, you know, um, in, in the summertime, he was the extra forward at the, uh, Halenka. So we started off the year. We kept him out of the first round. Heard that he was maybe a little, uh, Pouted a little bit about not being uh, one of the regular forwards on the Halenka team. Uh, the way he's playing, I, I think he had a good reason to be pouting because he he, uh, he looks like one of the better draft prospects from Canada for this draft class now, you know. That's right. But he didn't keep pouting. He didn't go back to Windsor and, you know, woe is me. He, he, he had a chip on his shoulder and wanted to prove – wants to prove that uh, he should have been a regular at Olenka and the way he's playing there. Wow. Uh, I mean, he's a big kid. He skates decently. He's got a great shot. Obviously he's got, got excellent vision and puck protection skills. So, you know, you check the, you want to check those boxes and he checks uh, most of them. Um, he's climbed up to the 20 range now and we see more performances like that. And he's another kid that, uh, that will be in the top 10 discussion. There's a lot of things yeah. to like about him. So yeah. we, uh, we tabbed him as a riser of the week and it could have been Hellenius could have been Perek. There's a bunch of them rising. And um, again, it, it just, it, it excites me about this draft class. I really like the, uh, the top 20. Very deep. Very, very deep, and even beyond. I mean, this, this, this is looking like a, a pretty loaded draft. So, uh, we're. I mean, this gives us good content, right? We got good players to talk about. It's, it's better than yeah. if the, the draft was very thin or you know skewed towards the top three, where all, all the eyes are on them, right? It's, it's very spread out, which is awesome. Obviously, you know, you got, you got your Macklin Celebrini, who's having just a, a record year in the NCAA, but. 
we we know this already. Uh, he's fun to watch, but all of these guys, man, it's it's very exciting. So Liam Greentree, prospect of the week, and that'll wrap it up. Two shows this week, guys. Two shows. We we were very we were feeling generous, uh, but it was a lot of fun. You know, we had uh, Nick. Uh, Nick Four previously on the show, and today we talked about Grant's top 10. So go on recruits.ca to see Grant's rankings. It's going to change, right? So keep updated to, to, to the rankings and, and all the content he produces as well for the Habs, right? Anything draft-related, that is the place to be. So I invite you all to go check it out. Uh, as always, you know, you're more than welcome to subscribe, like the video, share your comments, any topics you'd like us to talk about. We look at the comments, we will analyze, and we might just do it. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in, Grant. <laughs> I know you want to wrap it up so you can blow your nose, but any closing remarks? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the top 10 that, that's on the homepage of recruits uh, typically is not the top 10 that's inside. You know, it's it's an mm -hmm. older ranking because i don't want to let every you know all the cats out of the bag but i'm going to update that but if you just go to the you know say wait a sec that that's a different list than what we just saw here well that's the master list what you just saw that's what you get for the subscription you get 120 i think i'm up to 115 guys now that i have ranked as you know and that i think i'm going to go 150 this year because uh I got a really early start on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, typically I only have a top 60 at this or maybe even a top 30, but we're, uh, you know, done a lot of research, a lot of scouting uh, early on this year and I'm on top of it pretty good. So uh, uh, I think it's a buck 99 a month for a, a draft subscription um we're going to be getting scouts comments galore up there from nhl scouts that i'll be uh, uh rocco zapia is doing some great uh videos uh scouting reports um you know we'll have updated rankings constantly and uh articles on prospects and videos um you know that we get from we study on instat and put up some great prospect videos so uh i mean if you're if you're a draft fan at all two two bucks a month you know hopefully you can subscribe and support our uh our hard work mm -hmm. that's right so good stuff there thank you all for tuning in and we will see you all next week and that's a wrap hope you don't miss us too much until next time Follow the Sick Podcast Recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.